0: Have you ever heard the sound of freedom? Welcome to another 5-Minute Flip. What is up, Flip Upon Am Welcome to your 5-Minute Flip for December the 2nd, 2023. December is here. That means Advent is here. The Christmas season is here. The first week of Advent, at least the way we observe it at our church, the first week of Advent is hope and what I love about Advent is it forces us to slow down and intentionally think about Jesus, which you would think would be natural to do, but it's really easy to get lost in the hubbub of the Christmas season and family gatherings and events and presents and all those things, and it is really nice to slow down intentionally and for week one of December thinking about the hope, the hope that Jesus brings. And so... As I am preparing my message for this Sunday, which is tomorrow, and I was looking at the reading that we're using, uh, our reading on hope comes from the book of Lamentations. And if you're not super familiar with the book of Lamentations, it is a really unique book. It is really, really dark. I would say, for sure, the darkest book in the Bible. It, if just a. a the the Old Testament story is based on Israel getting the promised land. And so starting in Egypt when they're slaves, Moses leads them out of Egypt. And the whole time being let out of Egypt was, you're going to get this promised land. And I won't get into all of it. This is just a five-minute flip. And so we only have a few minutes here. But if you read the entire Old Testament from the time of the Exodus on, everything about the law, most things about the law, I should say, was about keeping the land. This is how you are to live in the land. If you want to keep the land, obey God, live this way. If you, if you disobey God through idolatry and injustice, you will lose the land. And there were every message of the prophet's. Uh, was the same, you know. It was, we're gonna, lo- you're gonna lose the land if you keep this up. You're gonna lose the land if you keep up this idolatry. And guess what? Eventually happened. They lost the land. They got exiled. The final exile was in 586 BC. That's the exile of Judah. The exile of Jerusalem. That's a big deal. And that was the end. That was the end of the of God's people living in the promised land during during the time of the Old Testament. And so, what Lamentations is. It, you know, you you might be familiar with the term lament. A lament is a prayer to God that expresses incredible grief about what is happening, about what is real. A lament does not have uh, does not have a resolution to it. It is simply an emotive uh, prayer of God. This this awful thing is happening, uh, and, and so if you read the book of Lamentations, it's five chapters. And the whole book is this awful thing is happening. It, the most think the prophet Jeremiah wrote Lamentations, and it is chronicling what is happening in the land. It's 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 really gory. It's really really gory. Uh, it, it's it's a lot of uh, death from enemies. It's a lot of emotional trauma from that that Jeremiah talks about. And there's also famine. There's an incredible famine and and really uh, real darkness going on it, it, it's it's uh, it talks about I mean really stuff dark stuff that I don't even feel comfortable reading in my sermon uh, it twice references mothers eating their children because of how severe this famine was and so, This is the context of Lamentations. It's this hopeless book. It is an utterly hopeless book. And I think it's hard for us as Christians to get our heads around just how significant it was that they lost their land. Certainly would be traumatizing if an invading army, an invading nation came in to where I live, the United States, and took over our land. That would be traumatizing. But this also was their whole religion, their whole faith in God. It was based on this promise of the land. It was a conditional promise, but now that now that 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 land was gone and the land of the promise is gone, it was like everything they'd ever believed in every their whole history of their faith, where they where they had the holy of holies, where they had their sacrifices, where the presence of God was, all of it was now gone. and so then we we come across. Uh, Chapter 3, verse 21 to 24. And these are probably, if you're not super familiar with Lamentations or the Bible, these are probably the only verses you've ever heard of in Lamentations. And they are incredibly hopeful verses. They're filled with incredible hope. Uh, And they say, uh, it's Lamentations 3, 21 to 24. Yet this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. For his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion. Therefore, I will wait for him. Now, it's really important that we read those four verses in the context of the utter devastation that I just talked about, that the rest of the book talks about. But what I want to really bring home in the last couple minutes of this five minute flip here is that what this is talking about is a hope beyond our circumstances. I am super guilty of putting my hope in my circumstances. My hope in God changing my circumstances is what I mean. Part of that is the way I was taught about prayer as an evangelical. Part of that, yeah, there's there's Bible verses that tell you to pray. It's one of the more confusing things in the Bible to me Verses in the Gospels. That make it sound like anything you you ask for God will give you. Uh, well, that doesn't work for me. It doesn't work for anyone that I know. And throughout the context of scripture, you see it doesn't work for people in scripture either. my My point is what I end up doing is I am I will be going through, and right now I am going through some really challenging circumstances. and you are too. I mean, everyone we see is carrying stuff around and and I go to God. And you go to God and and we say, God, you, you know, change this. Why wouldn't you change the circumstance? I don't know what your circumstance is. There are so many things that, that could be in that blank. Uh, health issues, relational issues, mental health issues, let alone the macro level circumstances of racial injustice, war in Israel, war in Ukraine so poverty uh, in, in our in, in the cities poverty you know in the country uh, just global poverty there's so many things where we go God change these circumstances and and for, for the for the circumstances that are personal they can be so heavy how can I take another breath I, I, I cannot function with this circumstance the way that it is so it can be hard I think to say our hope, is in Jesus Advent season or just in general when we talk about hope because it's really hard to deprogram our brain the way we think about prayer and and to say well my hope then is that Jesus will change my circumstance he'll change this relationship or he'll change this fill in the blank and when we chase circumstances we we when we we, we turn the circumstance becomes our god we say we need that thing in order to have peace. We need that thing in order to be fulfilled. And so, what I see happening in the book of Lamentations is modeling to us a hope beyond circumstances. So these powerful words of hope in verses 21 to 24, I challenge you, if you can, if you can get through it, to read through all five chapters of Lamentations. It's hard to read through. And I want to mention this too. This is unique to American Christianity or Western Christianity, where we have sterilized we have sterilized the Bible. We have gotten rid of the stuff we don't like. So the reason we only know verses 21 through 24 is because we want to sell Jesus to people. There's hope in Jesus. His compassions never fail. Hold on to this. This will comfort you. That is true, but it's packaged in a way of he will solve all of your problems. We have a very poor theology of suffering in uh, in American Christianity. Versus Judaism, both obviously when they wrote lamentations and their ability to lament, and uh, I think a third of the psalms are lament psalms uh, to today, and, and, and as Judaism has 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 persevered throughout now millennia, these traditions continue on and on and on, where where uh, every year, the anniversary of uh, the five eighty six exile, that, that Lamentations is talking about where the, the old temple, Solomon's temple, was destroyed. And every year on the date of the 70 AD when the Romans destroyed uh, the second temple, Lamentations is read aloud uh, in the community twice a year. This graphic book about mothers eating their babies and about famine and about just awful, awful, awful stuff. It's it's read, uh, every week this book is read by some at the Western Wall uh, in uh, in Jerusalem, where which is the last remaining wall, parts of the wall at least were from the original uh, Herod's Temple that was destroyed by the Romans in 70 A.D. and it's the closest, uh, it's the closest space geographically to the Holy of Holies. It's the closest, um, literally with it, you know, within uh, how in the Holy of Holies is very significant, obviously in Judaism. So my point is, in Judaism, there this lament hope in the midst of lament is a part of their faith. Hope in the midst of affliction is a part of their faith. For Christians, hope and affliction are like two separate things. If I'm in affliction, God needs to change my affliction in order for me then to have hope in him. For him to for him to show up, for him to do his job, for him to fulfill my expectations. He needs to change this circumstance. That's what my hope is in. It's in him changing my circumstance. Uh, and so I hope he changes things. I hope he changes things. I hope he changes things. And God is really doing a deep work in me. And I and I hope he can do this, begin it in you as well. It's not all going to happen by listening to a 15-minute, uh, five-minute flip. Uh, but I, I hope that Whatever circumstance you're in where it's the thing that you're saying, God, you need to change this or else, or just the thing where you're saying, you need to change this or I can't keep going, I want to challenge you not to be fueled by that affliction, don't allow that affliction, affliction to fuel you. Don't allow the prayer that God, you need to change this affliction, to be the prayer that fuels your source, your life source. But to have a hope beyond your circumstances, and and that hope is that there is a day when there will be no more circumstances, and only Jesus will be left standing. And a, a helpful framework I'm using is that I want Jesus to be my circumstance. So if my hope's going to be in my circumstances, it's not going to be in these neg- bad circumstances changing, the fill in the blank that I need to change. It's going to be in the one circumstance, Jesus and his love for me and his adoption of me in into his family, that, that, that my identity comes from his love, my life source comes from his love that he is the circumstance that I am putting my hope in. And so uh, this kind of just scratches the surface of this, but I hope this Advent season, as you reflect on hope, that you are able through prayer and through meditation on these scriptures and uh, th- this doesn't stop. It keeps going on into the New Testament as we're as we're taught about what hope is in the book of Romans. Uh, I'd encourage you to look up Romans 8 24 to 25. I love Romans 12: 12, 12 be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer that even post gospel this was still this was still the call to the church was to put your hope in Jesus be patient in your affliction and be faithful in prayer so let's let's pray together on having Jesus be our life source on having Jesus be the ultimate reality the ultimate truth that we can put our rest in in spite of very challenging circumstances, and in spite of praying to God that those circumstances will change, uh, but following the long tradition uh, in Scripture of of lamenting and understanding that we can still have hope in Jesus, in God's saving love, His unfailing love and compassion, uh, despite the circumstances going on around us. So we want Jesus to be our God. We want God, uh, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit to be our God, not our circumstances uh, to be our God. So I hope that you find hope in this message. I hope you find some comfort in this message. And uh, may God uh, fill you with his hope this Advent season. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time on the flip side. Thanks for listening to this five minute flip. Subscribe for more flips and long-form episodes of the Flipside. Visit www.patreon.com slash Noah to support and get sweet Flipside swag.